grandfather tell me how it was when you were young Was the world so very old when your life had just begun? Oh, grandfather, tell me, is it true you worked the land? And the tools that you used you made with your own hands Before time was only money and machines made man a slave Was the world all milk and honey before all the streets were paved? Welcome to the Living Permaculture Show. I'm Jerome Osentowski and we have a special guest Natalie Ray Fuller, who is the uh, queen bee of the uh, dandelion days. Natalie, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, I noticed that you probably had to get on a plane and go to California to do your day job uh, right right after dandelion days. Is that correct? (laughs) This is correct. And thanks for having me, Jerome. Yeah, Um, well. It's really uh, great to be on your show. We forgot that we didn't have any, uh, have a program for tonight, so I was scratching my head to see who I could get on. And uh, Stephanie was busy. She's back from Puerto Rico. And I was, I figured, well, this is a great time to talk about one of the best events that we have here in Carbondale. I think that I was away teaching a workshop in Steamboat Springs at the Elkstone Farm and selling plants. Uh, So I had my crew uh, selling plants and um, having fun at Dandelion Days. Um, and what was new, unique about this year is that J- Josie had organized um, a big dinner f- the night before for all the, the local farmers. And can you tell a little bit about that? I wasn't there for that either, uh, but Fallon was there and my team was there to, to enjoy that and to uh, socialize on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, we missed you this past weekend, but you've been real busy in great ways. Um, We had quite the celebration. On Friday the 13th, um, we turned our Farmer's Night Out, which had usually been a panelist kind of form to get to know your local farmers and ranchers in the Rowing Fork Valley. We turned it into a farm-to-table dinner with uh, Josie's catering company, Lorto Farm-to-Table, and our mutual friend, Corinda, with Opal Events. And uh, we set up at Craft Coffee on Main Street and had this amazing night tasting food from our local farmers and ranchers and getting to know them. Um, You were one of our featured and profiled farmers. Um, We set it up as like a little mix and mingle so that... um, hundred, we sold a hundred tickets, so a hundred people in our community got to come out and hang out with the farmers and ranchers and mushroom farmers. We had two of those. Yeah, we had the farm collective, collective, sustainable settings, toadstool traditions, wild mountain seeds, Rivendell farm, farm and ranch, Colorado edible forest, basalt mountain garden, nature first farm, Dooley farm. Juniper Farm, Crimpy, and Two Roots Farm. Wow, that's a that's an, uh, a great uh, a long list of uh, people who are actually producing food in the valley and have been doing it for several several years. And um, and I love that the fact that Josie uh, is is setting up this whole another network of uh, 
And I understand she got a food truck now because we talked about doing that. I was hoping to help her fund that. Uh, we had her on the show a few months ago talking about her catering business and her uh, her love to take uh, food from the farmers, the local farmers, and turn it into value-added and fermented foods. And it looks like this is, uh, this is I think she launched her, uh, her debut dinner, I think, um, that Friday night, right? It was amazing. The food was incredible. Uh, we couldn't have asked for a better chef. And, and yes, Josie does have her food cart, and food truck, and she's going to get that up and running at some point this summer. Um, it was a really fun event because we've been friends for years, her and I, and to be able to work on this together was a dream come true. I mean, the best chef I could have in the kitchen. Just the best thing is that everyone who came and everyone that we worked with, like that we're, we're all friends, we're all part of this community, and to see everyone just using their talents and excelling and performing, it was really something special to be part of. Um, would you like to hear parts of the menu that Josie put together? Yeah, where did you serve? Where did they serve uh, that night? Uh, we had lion's mane cakes with tartar sauce from Toadstool Tradition, uh, Toadstool Traditions, and eggs from Dooley Creek. Um, we had brassica green quiche cups, greens from Wild Mountain Seeds, eggs from Dooley Creek, um, haystack mountain goat cheese, and milk from Sustainable Settings. Uh, we had sausage and mustard green haystacks, again, from Sustainable Settings and Wild Mountain Seeds, oyster mushroom or filet mignon garden goddess wraps. Uh, those tenderloins were from Rivendell, and um, the rainbow chard from Basalt Mountain Garden, oyster mushrooms from Toadstool Traditions. So just a really, really amazing night. Oh, and then some cheeseburger sliders. Those were a hit. Um, those couldn't come out fast enough. <laughs> oh, and our dessert um, is from a new ice cream producer in Carbondale called Sweet Cream Dreams. We had some Sundays from him. He's getting his eggs from Dooley Creek Farm and uh, different ingredients and flavors from different herbs from different gardens. Uh, he'll be selling ice cream from out of Kraft Coffee uh, this summer. So if you're looking for some local ice cream, you can head to Kraft Coffee this summer. Great, great. Uh, and then this is about the, I guess you said, you've been doing this about five years now. Uh organizing dandelion days and it, i think it's gotten uh much better as you took over the reins and um i i really enjoyed it last year i it was one of my favorite times because um all the growers were there uh selling their wares and uh i could pick up plants that i didn't uh, have in my my quiver uh and i, I remember i bought a a flout of spilanthes, and I couldn't find any this year. All I could get was cucumbers from Casey, but um, I think Fallon was too busy selling. We sold over uh, $1,000 of plants, um, and I sold about six or $700 in Steamboat at the, at the workshop I taught there. So That's just, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't been... Uh, traveling i haven't taken my dog and pony show on the road for a while because of COVID, and just uh just hasn't happened and i uh steamboat is one of our big projects that we designed uh 
you know, about 10 years ago, uh, Elkstone Farm is, is a five-acre permaculture uh, and greenhouse operation uh, on a 600-acre ranch. Yeah, I remember. And, it's in your book, right? Yes, it's featured in the book, and uh, it's on our website, Ecosystem Design, and uh, it's it's really fleshing out beautiful. We have a, um, I was uh, teaching uh, compost tea and worm farming and uh, planting out uh, some of my perennial vegetables uh, in one of their forest gardens. Uh, they have several greenhouses. They have a huge commercial kitchen where they value add uh, all the products, and they have a commercial chef, maybe two of them, and... Uh, one big tropical greenhouse and uh, three big hoop houses on a pond and um, wow and then they do uh, intensive grazing on the um, on a 600 acre pasture it's in strawberry park uh, just right outside of steamboat and um, Terry Heffington is the the owner and and she's one of our uh, supporters as well and Marco lamb and his wife Danny, Jeannie, uh, they're um, they're uh, managing the place, and Marco is a, an acupuncturist and a permaculture teacher from Boulder. So it's really amazing that we have this uh, this uh, kind of whole s- coming full circle around back to the permaculture people managing that. And um, but I did miss the, uh, I really did miss the the festival, uh, the festive. Uh, things that are going on at uh, the Dandelion Days, and uh, hopefully next year I won't double book. Uh, having two planes taking off on the same runway, uh, fortunately they all uh, got back, landed safely, and uh, everything went well. And A, a few other yes. things that we have uh, going at Crimpy is uh, Mark Burroughs came up uh, last weekend. I did, an, uh, I did my first workshop up there where I had 20 people, um, Actually, it was uh, not a workshop. Uh, it was a, uh, it was just a, a work day per se. But Mark came up and and uh, put two beehives up, and he's been coming up. Did he getting all of the the queen um, queen bee organized and getting her? Uh, and so now we have some good pollinators. We've had a lot of trouble uh, this year with uh, cold weather. You know that big uh, jet stream that came in that. Um, brought in a lot of windy and cold weather and the pollinators, mm-hmm. the local pollinators are just worn out and we have so many so many things flowering right now that we need pollination so the bees are going to really uh, honeybees are really going to take off and help with that um, yeah I was going to have yeah. Mark on and talk about his beekeeping uh, operation but uh, that that's an, and we also have a, a new chickens and six baby chicks hatched out uh, we had a setting hen uh aaron gave me about five hens um last year when she moved away mm-hmm. and uh they've been laying all summer and then one of them turned into a rooster that uh full-on uh, <laughs> i met that hen yeah, rooster you remember that happened a couple other times when uh, uh you know if you don't have a if you don't have a rooster the dominant hen in the flock uh, transforms. She's very uh, aggressive. Well, <laughs> yeah, you'd almost, she would, she would attack everybody and crow all day long. And um, we finally put her in the soup pot. Uh, but then oh, one, of the, one of the hens um, started setting with a vengeance. 
And so I went over and got a dozen eggs from, uh, from Rose at sustainable settings and set them under there, and she hatched out six, six chicks now. And, and that's really nice to see that. You know, that little thing, that, that magic that the, the mother hen does, and uh, you don't have to get orphan chicks from a hatchery. You can let the mother do everything, teach them how to be chickens. And, um, and we have about 75 rabbits now, and uh, we have three different compartments where we're doing kind of free-range rabbiting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I built another rabbit area underneath my treehouse. So I, I have, saw that, yeah, yeah, just in time. Yeah, and I have, uh, yeah, we just got a, a new uh, rabbit video on, on YouTube, so you can, um, you know, call in and watch that or just go on YouTube. Um, at Broken Ground, Karina uh, Aubrey is one of our teachers, and uh, when she was here doing that practicum, over in uh, Cattle Creek, uh, she stayed at my place and then shot a video before she left, and then she oh, just put it together. Cattle Creek. Yeah. We actually, one of our new vendors this year were Cattle Creek uh, Gardens. Well, um, yes. There was, well, that's where we did yeah. our two-day practicum over there with with Kareen, and we had about twenty people there, and we did a design charrette, which is really. A new a new venue that Karina and I have been uh, doing. Uh, we've done a couple of them now. Uh, they, yeah, uh, it's so it's so amazing that our valley keeps keeps growing, and there's there are new gardeners and farmers every year. Yeah, um, they were a new addition to Dandelion Day, and Mark Burroughs talking about pollinator chocolate and his uh, his. He's, he's an amazing beekeeper, um, but at Dandelion Day, uh, he was debuting his chocolate sodas with pollinator chocolate. They were amazing. Yeah, he has a new chocolate business, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. They're going to be um, opening later this summer um, off of uh, a highway, um, what, 133 through Carbondale? That's the, Yeah, um, right next to Mana Foods. They're going to be opening a chocolate shop. Right. Well, Mark is a he's a renaissance man. He is done. Some... Yeah, he's Carbondale's Willy Wonka. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like you. Uh, you you keep reinventing yourself. And right now, <laughs> you're a nanny. So, well, we'll see what what the next incarnation is going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we do that at Crimpy too. Uh, we're always coming up with new new ideas and new things. And um, uh, our, you know, the new venture is uh, selling perennial plants. Uh, so all those plants we sold, uh, I think it was about $1,500 or more. So we didn't actually grow. They were growing in the forest garden, and we just dug them up and potted them up. Yeah, I bought some nettles from you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> they nettles, looked amazing. Yeah, you know, you know nettles, uh, comfrey, lovage, garlic. Uh, I, I sell some of the stuff my aunt gave me 40 years ago, and I've been growing in my garden. I just dig it up, pot it up. And we figured out how to make our own potting soil now, so we don't have to buy potting soil. And we actually have free pots and free labor. Not, not free labor, but we have volunteer labor. We had a great couple from Belgium come, uh, and it was time to dig up our plum thicket. thickets. We had many different kinds of plums that spread like wildfire and our goji berries. And so I put mm. them. I put them to the task uh, of 
potting up everything. And about four days later, they had $2,000 worth of plants dug up and potted and uh, set in the, down in the ravine so they could just um, start to um, bud out naturally. And um, we sold some of the plum trees, fig trees, lots of goji berries. And, um, you know, it's kind of like uh, right out of the Jimmy Buffett songbook. This is money you didn't necessarily earn. Uh, you know, sort of found money. Uh, and that's what I like about permaculture is that you, there's so much, there's so many yields that people wouldn't think. So many different ways. I, I always like to thumb my nose at the bean counters and where they say, will it pay? You know, it's like, mm. they just don't have any imagination because they're just still, they're looking at their their balance sheet, you know. Um, selling radishes or something or whatever so but there's so many ways of making money um on a farm that people haven't explored yet and uh we're, we're actually going to be putting in a mushroom farm uh we enclosed uh you remember when you took that photo of the uh the sleeping platform for the book yeah well underneath there right now we have uh, a mushroom farm Oh, yeah. I saw you starting that the last time I was up. Yeah. yeah we enclosed that. I love that that, that keeps in, evolving. Into kind of a sealed room, and we're going to be putting racks up there and growing uh, all kinds of exotic mushrooms. So that's another yield, another another uh, no micro business that we can start um, in a space that wasn't really that useful, you know. It's kind of back in that corner. You couldn't grow anything, so... Uh, next to the fish tank, and uh, so we're always in yeah. reinventing ourselves, uh, doing something different, and making a little extra money, or creating another livelihood, uh, and that—that's the fun part of uh, all of that. And we have some really good volunteers uh, coming in, and a good staff. Uh, we've got you Fallon. do, yeah, Fallon. Fallon. Yeah, let's just give her um, um, some praise. She's amazing. She did a great job. Um, speaking on behalf of Crimpy at the Farmer's Night Out when everyone got to say a few words and, you know, brought up just how important it is that we uh, that we all send in some letters and support you at this time while you're working with the county. Yes, we're going, and, we're uh, going through that special use permit. And see, when I... She's uh, a great representative. Yes, I went to, uh, to, to Puerto Rico um, to, to help teach the permaculture design course there along with... Um, a few other local uh, teachers, and also uh, Michael Judd, and we had some local uh, herbalists there, and and I brought back uh, about four people that are helping me now from, that had taken the class there. Fallon was one of Excellent. them. Excellent. Fallon was there volunteering. Really? Yes, she was volunteering. Oh, uh, from, keep, from the ocean to the mountains. Yeah, she was taking, um, she was helping with uh, the garden while the permaculture class was was ongoing and um um Haley Haley took it as well not Haley but um Bailey Bailey took it and she's helped us out and uh and um um what I'm thinking of the uh Tiffany uh she was uh, she was there taking the class and also taught um a class on kimchi making and then she came here came to Crimpy with her partner and uh, with Bailey, and they made 40 quarts of kimchi uh, out of uh, three 
boxes of sauerkraut that we had or cabbages and all kinds of and we've been eating that now uh, in house for about a month and a half and we still have another that's amazing yeah. I remember you were trying to get Josie and I to come up and make that kraut and I'm so glad that you got it got done that you got all your kraut made it got done so I mean that's another business that people and I think that uh, Josie's interested in she's doing a lot of uh, fermenting uh, and uh, briming, uh, brimery, like a brewery, a brimery. Brimery. Yeah, so you take salt and, and uh, vegetables and or whatever, and you, you know, you it pickle up. it, and, uh, <laughs> and you get your probiotics, right? Uh, yeah. One of my favorite vendors at Dandelion Day is Elk Mountain Pharmacy, uh, pharmacy with an S. Uh, they're from Paonia, and they do fermented foods, and they've been there the whole time that I've been doing Dandelion Day, and they're they're a huge staple. Right. I bought some sauerkraut from them one year, but now we have our own sauerkraut, and um, yeah. hopefully I can get um, Tiffany to come back, and uh, I have another, I've got another case of cabbage in the, in the, in the refrigerator. Uh, oh, you know who also makes his own kimchi? Calder of Gaijin Ramen House. He was at Dandelion Day. He put so much time and effort into his um, ramen noodles, and he makes his own kimchi. Right. And uh, she also made about four flavors of sauerkraut, you know, some with different seasonings, some with uh, dill, some with caraway, uh, a lot of ginger, uh, you know, just spice it up with different things so you get all this. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. my, my smoothie that I make every day. Um, and oh, ten, and, huh. 10 different things it has in it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't get enough sauerkraut. I also know that Mantra Foods, uh, Devika, um, one of our local community members from Nepal, she makes a mean sauerkraut. In kim- oh, kimchi. Yeah, kimchi. Yeah. Gosh, we, there's just so many talented people in our community. And, and, I'll, and I'll eat them all. I will eat all the kimchis and sauerkrauts that anyone has yeah. to offer. Yes, and we I put it on every salad and toast. Yeah, I put it potatoes. with my, my uh, cereal in the morning, um, and uh, we. I, I love to put it in sandwiches. Your your cereal that is well, <laughs> that's not, different. Not, well, not cornflakes. We I I make a seven okay. grain cereal of cooked oh, okay with seaweed, and I put a spoon, wow. spoon of uh, of almond butter on it, and then I put a big spoon of of kimchi or sauerkraut on it, and that that actually helps to digest the grains. I want to come to your house in the morning sometime and try this. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my, you know, if I'm making a, an omelet out of my kale and local eggs that I have. Uh, yeah, no one else is serving up anything like that, Jerome. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, uh, I'll have to, Sell that recipe to Josie and uh, get royalties off of it uh, when, when she sells go. it on the food truck, right? Uh, there you go. Another way. Another yeah, income yeah. stream. Yeah. Speaking of royalties, I just got my royalty check from Chelsea Green. and uh, it's, it's bumped up uh, several hundred dollars. So the book. And is, I get some of that too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you you want to get a cut yeah. of that, do you? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it all goes. It all goes in the black hole. So I don't see of it anyway. So, but we are selling the book. Uh, the book's selling really well. In fact, just That's about awesome. everybody who comes to the workshop has already bought the book. 
or they come for a tour or something, and they bought the book already. So, um, and so we have. Yeah, I get. You go ahead. I gave them as a Christmas present uh, the year that um, that it came out. Gave them all to my gave one to all my siblings. I got a lot of siblings. <laughs> yeah, I sold uh, several in, in Steamboat and um, so, uh, and tinctures as well. I sold tinctures, worms. Uh, I took worm castings there, and we made a big barrel of compost tea and sprayed sprayed some uh, mold, uh, black mold, ahead on the citrus and uh, sheet mulch some of the beds. Uh, you know, getting the soil back up to up to snuff, and uh, it, it's really a lot of fun to just go to another farm. And uh, see, uh, being dyslexic, I have a 3D vision, so I can see things that other people don't see. Even though I can't read, write, uh, I can, I can see things. I can read, but I, I can't write. Uh, and you know how, how difficult it was to get that book together. So when it was, we were t- taping it and then recording it and transcribing it and editing it, and, and it took a while, uh, several, uh, several tries before we got the book out. But it's really, still very relevant, and still, um, people enjoy it and get a lot of benefit out of it. So. Awesome. Yeah, it was a team effort, and 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 I'm so glad that there it all hands on deck. We got that book out for the world because uh, you got a lot of you do have a have a vision that not a lot of people hold, and uh, and it's incredible that we can share that vision now. Yeah, you can share it, and I I'd, I'd like to. I'm I'm in the process of writing another book um, called The Perennial Economy, and mm. um, uh, I've been I just finished reading a book called surviving the future and uh, that's a that's going to be a, kind of a, a, a guideline or an outline for looking at uh, and uh, uh, Christopher Hedge has written another book called Empire of Illusions uh, that's a kind of scary mm. book if you want to read uh, read that it's kind of uh, kind of where we're at now with uh, the economy and the supply chain, and um, you know, looking at uh, what what uh, what more difficulties we're going to have with food shortages and fertilizer yeah. shortages and uh, labor yeah. shortages. It's all kind of coming to a to a, to a to a head a head right now. It's a, uh, and so it's nice. That's to, one of the re- go, yeah. Go ahead. For those reasons, that's one. That's why I love Dandelion Day because uh, we must get closer to our local agricultural systems. We must get closer to the land and the soil and taking care of that soil. And um, we're, we're going to have to wrap up right here now. So um, we are. Yeah, I'm, getting to the good stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. And um, I just I went, went over time here. So thanks for coming in. And the tools that you used You made with your own hands Before time was only money And machines made man a slave Was the world all milk and honey Before all the streets were paved